0: Welcome to 100 Ways. This is your daily exploration of self and soul. I'm your host and fellow explorer, Laura Christine. Let's dive in and find our way home. This is the third episode in my series of Coming Home to Myself. The way I'm doing this is basically acting as though you're sitting across a table from me, or maybe we're sitting on a couch or something at a coffee shop and enjoying some tea. And you've asked me to share my story about how I came out of this relationship and into the place that I am now, which is a life of magic and wonder, mystery, unfolding, curiosity, synchronicity, and freedom. So I'm starting with how I broke out of this situation and the challenges that I went through to get to where I am today. I will be sharing excerpts from my journal on my travels after I left Oahu, but I was on Oahu for a year after I separated myself from this toxic marriage. In the grand scheme of things, these episodes where I am talking about that experience and the pain and everything, this is like glancing in the rearview mirror to set up the story, but not staring into it. I'm not going to sit here and stare in that mirror and be a victim to my past, because I'm not. But it does set up the story. Otherwise, you have no context. Now, I got this glance, don't stare into the rearview mirror concept from episode 33. It is a really short episode, and it's such good advice highly recommend checking it out. The link for episode 33 is in the show notes, and the links to the previous episodes in this series are also in the show notes. Now I'll continue sharing the experience of coming home to myself. Having left that toxic marriage, it was time to start processing. This episode will be a couple of things that I did to help me process. First, I dug a hole (laughs) here's why there was a palm tree which okay I have learned that palms are actually not considered trees or classified as trees (laughs) they're like their own genus or something when I was talking to my sister about this she was just like what no way and I'm like I know right she looked it up and it's true they're not necessarily considered trees And also, their top predator, according to Google, probably Wikipedia, who knows, is the Triceratops. Okay, (laughs) so I just want to get that clear. I'm going to say palm tree. I'm going to call the thing a tree. Okay, (laughs) so there was this little palm tree in a pot. However, it wasn't sitting there nicely. There had been a storm that passed through a few days. And when I say storm, there might have been a little bit of wind and some rain and it was probably cloudy for like 26 hours straight that's a storm in Hawaii anyway this tree was lying on its side in this pot it was just laying there on the ground looking pitiful and I'm like do you want that in the ground because I need to do something with all this pent-up energy and all this all this emotion that I'd been feeling and I was like could I please dig a hole for this tree and plant it and she wanted that. So I get a shovel and I dug a hole. And it was it was a good-sized hole. Had to have been... It was up to about my hips. So, I don't know. I'm like s five, Almost 5'7". Five, <laughs> so whatever half of that is, I suppose. It was a big hole, okay? It took a long time to dig. I dug through some rain. I dug through some sun. I dug through... The perfect temperature that Hawaii always is. It was a hardship, man. But it was fun. I sweat. I worked out some energy. And my landlady has a son who was a senior in high school at the time. And he and his buddy were there. So they got to use their little, well, not a little. They got to use their manly muscles to get the tree into the, the hole and to rip the pot off the roots. And here's my favorite part of this whole story. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background, though, about centipedes, because in Hawaii they have the Asian centipedes, which are the big ones, not those little teeny tiny cute little ones we had in Minnesota when I was growing up. Same concept, just like about maybe 20 times bigger. <laughs> and their sting is apparently the most excruciating pain ever. I had a friend get bit on her foot, and it took some days for the mind-blowing pain to numb enough to where she could, like, think properly. Anyway, most people in Hawaii are just, oh my god, I'm killing this thing. They don't have any other option in their consciousness. It's just, ah, I'm killing it, and then then they kill it. I didn't grow up in Hawaii, and... I don't have that concept i don't even kill the roaches so i was just like super excited because the centipede was hanging out in the roots of this tree and i'm like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever there must be a message so while others in the area wanted to kill it i was just adamantly against that and no we're not killing it it was just doing its thing like why would we want to kill it so i look it up And lo and behold, in some cultures, yeah, it's seen as evil or something. But in other ones, it's seen as good luck, fortune, prosperity. I mean, come on. So good. I'm just like, hell yeah, I'll take some of this medicine. I'm not killing this thing. I'm also not going to let it bite me, but (laughs) I'm not going to kill it. So we let it go and that was exciting. And then we got the tree in the ground. There it was. (laughs) It was great. It was great. It helped me release a lot of pent-up energy. So that's one thing that I did. I dug a hole and I cried. I allowed myself to cry the whole month of February pretty much. I wept. I probably cried enough tears to fill that hole. It's so important to let yourself grieve when you have something to grieve. I want to Make a note here, when there is a breakup, we're actually grieving three different things. We're grieving the person, the loss of the person or the companion. We're grieving the loss of the relationship and we're grieving the loss of our dream, of our vision of what we thought that relationship could be. This is the one that we grieve the most. This is the reason we stay for too long, the potential and the dream. I'm going to talk more about the emotions and feeling and what came up in the next episode about my journey. How I moved through and forward all these emotions and the realizations that came up for me. So yes, when I left, I did what I needed to do to get my mind focused on something that wasn't the pain. And I also allowed myself to go into that pain, feel it, cry, and ask it what message it had for me. Moving forward, I'll share more about the messages and the moving through, the moving forward, and also tell you more about how we get ourselves into these situations and what we really can do to get out. In fact, I just asked someone who's an amazing therapist who helped me through this time in my life if she would be able and willing to chat about some of the reasons it's so hard to leave, but what we can do to do so. And she said yes. So I'm super excited. She is an incredible resource for all of us. Until next time, I am sending you all the love and then some more. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for exploring with me today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. We can do that at laurachristine.us. You'll find contact in the menu, or you can go to laurachristine.us slash contact, and you'll be taken right to it. Let's dive in a little deeper and see how fully we can flow with the duh. Thank you for being here. I would love to hear from you. Go to laurachristine.us to let me know your thoughts on this. And remember, as Rumi said, there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Also, you can't fuck it up. I said that.